So welcome everybody to Shy Word Podcast, episode six, I think. Uh, this is the the last episode before the launch of ten point one. So we'll kind of cover a little bit of what what's what's coming with that and kind of thoughts. Uh, today I'm joined by two lovely guests. I have Ellipsis and Twix with me. We're going to talk about all things ten one, a little bit about the raid, and then hopefully dive into Mythic Plus as well. Because I know you between the three of us, especially you two, we've run quite a lot of keys as Shadow and Tenno. So so we'll see how uh see what ten one looks like. Uh, so yeah, I don't want to check how many I don't want to check how many keys I've done this season. Yeah, I know Radar IO does really that don't. recap thing, and I saw it, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to share this information. I'm good. I'm gonna keep it, gonna keep it close. How many? How many? How many times could you have watched Lord of the Rings? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Oh oh dang, I forgot they. I don't know. I don't remember. I need to check that because I have over 400 keys. Okay, yeah, you definitely beat. Yeah, I'll say I mine. Have... I have over 400. Yeah, I also have over 400. Okay, yeah, you guys have crushed me. Okay, good. Um, I think I'm at like 250 or something. So yeah, that's not even counting ones that disbanded. <laughs> yeah, true, actually. Oh, okay. So to formally introduce our guest, I'll go to Ellipsis first. Ellipsis, first of all, hi. How are you? And uh, who are you? Hello. I'm. Well, I'm, I'm not doing pretty. I'm not doing very well today. I've got an ear infection. That's not very nice. But I am uh, Ellipsis. I am a moderator on the Warcraft Priest Discord. I write the WoW head guide for Shadow Priest, and I'm raiding at a roughly World 200 level right now. And I'm also trying to push for title and various Mythic Plus things. I think I'm very, very safe title at this point. Like, You're extra safe. You're a couple hundred points safe, something. I think. Eh, about 100 points safe in EU, about 150 points safe in A. And our second guest, new to the show, um, but not new to the community, Twix. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. No, no ear infections. Really good today. Yeah, no ear infections. Thank God. <laughs> uh, I'm Twix. I started playing Shadow Priest mainly in Dragonflight. I played it before in Shadowlands as like an off spec. I played Priest in Shadowlands, but Shadow only in Dragonflight. Uh, I raid an XD World Twenty Guild. I am currently ranked ten Shadow Priest in the world in Raider IO. I was rank one earlier in the season, or like rank one, rank two ish. Awesome, man. Well, glad to have you guys here. Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff to, to cover. So I think before we go into anything super specific, I want to go we'll go to Ellipsis first just to kind of gauge, like, how does the 10-1 rework feel to you? Anything that stands out, either super positive or super negative, or just kind of general thoughts on the rework that you want to give um, before we get into things? Um, I've kind of gone back and forth on a lot of different things. Obviously, like, I think some things have got a lot worse. Some things have gotten marginally better, and my general opinion towards the whole rework at the moment is, it's just different. Yeah. It's not like, it it it's not really solved any of the like major pressing problems the spec has. It solved some small things and then added some other problems of its own, and the damage is still there and the performance is still there and it, not the sort of thing that's going to impact your viability in raids or midi plus. It's just a slightly different way to play this back that's kind of all i've got to say yeah no it's just it's a little different they move some stuff around um i agree i think they i, I think every shadow priest rework i think will always leave us with man they could have done they could have done more right they could have done something different but um you know maybe eventually we'll get closer i don't know but yeah i agree it it, it... It feels like there's going to be another one in about two or three patches. I time, think so. That's kind of that's how it goes, right? 
Yeah, I, I feel like they haven't they haven't found a destination for the spec. They've just kind of meandered around a bit. Yeah, I needed bear rework proof. <laughs> but yeah, there's no. Everyone's like dooming on. Oh, it feels so boring to play. They're hitting a target at me. <laughs> yeah, like if you're true. in a dungeon, you're doing a raid. There, there's a lot more to think about. That's not your rotation, and it gives you more room to do that. If you're doing a high key, you can put your brain power somewhere else instead of just doing the most DPS that you can. Yeah. Well, and that's that, that's before we even talk about optimizing Idol of Cthulhu. Well, if we if we need to. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think that's one of the nice things. Like, if you've ever played a tank or a healer in Mythic Plus, I think you you'll get that a little bit where the rotations of those aren't usually very compli complicated, right? But what could be fun in playing those roles is all the other stuff you get to do. So yeah, totally agree that I think you don't necessarily need a rotation that's super complex and involved to have fun on a spec, right? So I mean, that's, that's not to say Shadow's rotation isn't bloated and complex. It is a little regardless. better. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was redoing my, my the Icy Veins guide for 10.1, and I think I removed like 40% of the rotation guide. Just like gone now. Uh, yeah, but most more of that intuitive was as well. Them. Most of that was just where exactly do you press Mind Spike? Yeah, it was Mind Spike versus Mind Flay. So that's the one big thing that, you know, as much as it's not, I think, the way it is now isn't like my favorite spot, but at least you don't have Mind Spike and Mind Flay at the same time, which was kind of confusing, I think, to Twix's point. Like, it's not, it was not intuitive to have both, right? Um, so yeah, removing that is nice. Obviously, I think Mind Seer was the other <laughs> big reason why I removed a lot of lines of like, when depressed, devouring plague versus mindseer, but they uh, they decided that wasn't a good choice, I guess. So, um, so yeah, Twix. Any other thoughts on the ten one rework? Just kind of initial impressions or anything? Um, I know you played. You said yeah, this is your yeah. first expansion, really playing Shadow Priest a lot. So I guess from what you've seen, you know, in, in on PTR, either raid testing your keys or whatever, would you say? good direction kind of weird direction or yeah optimize optimizing is still like a bad direction mm -hmm. like playing around yog stacks is <laughs> weird yeah. we'll get more into that later but you can you can play very well by just following intuition yeah which is something a lot of other classes and specs do which is good i like it and uh that's pretty much yeah it. Yeah, you, you shouldn't have to read a guide to like understand how a spec plays at like a basic fundamental level, right? It should just you should be able to look at a bunch of spells, anyone that's played the game at least for a bit, and be like, oh yeah, I, I should do X, Y, and Z, right? And I think it's definitely gotten better. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the big thing they've managed to remove is the decision points, like the moment to moment decision points of like. Is this enough targets to be pressing Seer versus Devouring Plague? Yeah. Maybe I actually want to hit this target a bit more. Maybe I take the damage loss to get the priority damage. Mm. Maybe gaining the Mind Flay Insanity Psychic Link damage outweighs the Mind Seer, which is a but which is a really complicated thing to have to explain to people. <laughs> yeah. Or like, just like those little like moment-to-moment -moment decisions are basically gone, and you're kind of running through a relatively elaborate priority list, but it doesn't have many like crazy nuances to it mm, yeah agreed okay so let's let's go into kind of more uh some of the topics we talked about ahead of time just kind of deep dive into these so i think overall positives just 
you know, I think as we were kind of getting to, you know, the rotation is just easier in in that in a lot of ways. It kind of somewhat plays itself depending on what you're doing. There's not a whole lot of things that you can take either talent wise or build wise that super change what you're doing, um, which I do think is is better for for new players. Um, so yeah, I think the first thing to talk about with kind of the easier rotation is distorted reality. So I don't know. Um, I guess Ellipsis will go to you first and kind of your thoughts on distorted reality. So for those of you guys that don't know, give some context. Um, distorted reality is a new devouring plague talent that makes it last twice as long. Um, and then they compensate you with, with extra damage as well. So this does kind of open up a lot of, um, you know, for, for new players hitting the spec or in multi-target scenarios, you know, this talent will get used. But yeah, Ellipsis, what are your kind of general thoughts on what they've done with this talent? It reminds me of a talent that we used to have a very long time ago that oh, I feel yeah. like might give, cause PTSD for some people in the audience. No, you can say Although it. you probably, you, you didn't play the game at this time. It was you? an alt for me at that time. It was like WAD, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yes, yeah. it was Warlords. It reminds me of a talent called Void Entropy, yeah. which is um, a talent very similar to Distorted Reality in that it made, it gave you like an extra dot that did a decent chunk of damage over a very, very long time, and Devouring Plague refreshed it. And the gameplay with that talent was to kind of put it on things that were going to live a very, very long time, and try to move your Devouring Plague around to keep refreshing it and juggling it on lots of targets. Mm -hmm. It fell absolutely, completely flat on its face, <laughs> because there was no realistic scenario where you would want a 60 second duration dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this version of it has much better chance of being usable and the council scenario where you kind of actively want to try mm -hmm. and move your Dwarring Plagues around and spread them is somewhere that this could be useful. It also kind of makes a bit of gameplay that I guess maybe some people have been wanting from Shadow in this iteration with Dwarring Plague back of like Shouldn't I be moving my devouring plagues around to up the, to maximize my mastery? Yeah. And like previously, no, because you it, it didn't last long enough, and you didn't generate enough of them to make it realistically viable. But at twelve seconds, yeah, you can kind of do that now. And multi dotting with devouring plague in scenarios where you have lots of targets that are fairly beefy and gonna last a long time, it's a kind of pretty good. Yeah, I think it the was like eighty percent uptime, like eighty eighty five percent uptime on two target, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's cool. That's also a good skill testing thing because, mm -hmm. like, it's not easy to do that, yep. and it's a lot of target swapping, and it's a lot of practice goes into doing that. Well, the only thing I'm like slightly concerned about it is it replaces the. It, it kind of effectively replaces devouring plague in terms of the function it has on single target. It makes the damage from that a lot worse, and you kind of do feel that in scenarios where. You might have had some AoE to do it at some point, but then you have loads of single target to do it's relevant as well, and then you really take the hit there and it doesn't feel as good. Yeah, I think it's one thing they, they tried to change, because, like, obviously you do get a buff. Like, Devouring Plague does hit harder when you take this talent. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that isn't always super obvious to people, like you mentioned, it is a loss right now in single target. I think it's, like, 7 8%, depending on what your build is. And a lot of that's because yeah, there's so just... many things that happen, you know, when you press Devouring Plague, you know, Screams of the Void. Yeah apparitions uh surge of insanity procs yeah, you, right 
yeah, you're losing so many casts. Yeah. And like the increased uptime value is just non-existent because Shadow's uptime percentage in single target for Divine Plague is already like in the mid 80s. Yeah, it's like 85%. Or and more. I think with Destroy yeah, Reality, I think it goes up to like 95-ish, 9,500%. Yeah, right? and then you and then you've got Void Form on top of that, so the uptime percentage doesn't actually matter at all half of the time because your Void Form's like 50 seconds. Yeah, so I'll go to Twix real quick. So from a keys perspective, and I know Ellie and I were actually chatting about this earlier today, but Twix, what are your thoughts on like Destroyed Reality in general or use inside of keys? Because I know like the kind of multi-dot or like sustained targets isn't always a thing in Mythic Plus, right? But so in keys. Distorted reality feels absolutely yeah. terrible. Um, you can you have you have to play the stock market. Which mobs can you devouring plague and have it last long yeah. enough? If you're if you're nearing the end of the pool, you can't really press it because you're mm. you're gonna get you know three seconds of value on it. It's just better to hold it. Do you just press it for that minor damage increase and use all that insanity, or do you save it for the next pool? It's very yeah. very hard to like know. Or you just play Mind's Eye and then maybe do slightly less AoE damage and a lot more single target, which yeah. is more important for the group anyway. So yeah. that's... I, but yeah. also... It kind of depends on the dungeons themselves, it's just playing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just playing against itself. Like with Tear and like Yang being based on apparitions and screams. It's like... It, it just plays against itself too often. Yeah. It, the friction with it feels really odd that they've designed a talent this way it's like they've forgotten how the be how the rest of the tree works when you take when you look at this talent it doesn't feel like it should exist in the same world that half of these things do i, I will just... add one thing if you there is a lot of movement in a fight it could be really good because it's hard to maintain the, the uptime time, yeah. on the short version if you have to move around a lot so if you do have to move around a lot it can be useful and like you said yeah. New players kind of struggle with uptime a little bit more. It's kind so. of a, tr it's kind of a training wheels talent that also just happens to have one niche use case. Yeah, like you're like it's sustain multi-target as the niche use case, but then if you're a beginner, getting something or there's like a heavy movement fight that you're just now learning, like maybe that's, uh, helpful, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I do. That Especially is kind of what it like, feels like because they were like yeah. out of all with this rework, they actually didn't do. A whole ton of iteration they did a lot of like here's a big dump of new stuff and that was kind of it but the the one thing they did do a lot they changed and buffed distorted reality i think like three or four times so they clearly wanted this guy to be used <laughs> so yeah i think they i think like giving the spec a sort of easy mode was probably a very high priority for them mm -hmm. given how complicated it's been historically and how the difficulty curve for Shadow has always been kind of a difficulty cliff. <laughs> yeah. You do, you do like, absolutely nothing until you get a certain amount good, and then you just spike up as, like, everything clicks into place. So hopefully this talent kind of helps with, helps alleviate that issue. But, but yeah. yeah, probably not using keys, feel... probably not single target, unless you're, like, learning or starting out. Uh, maybe single target. Yeah. Um... Maybe it would be a count, maybe it's a council fight thing. Maybe. Yeah, and we can get into the raid a bit later, but I actually don't like even the raid really doesn't have yeah, much. I don't, of it, I, you know. No, no, there isn't. Um, maybe forgotten experiments on Mythic. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, maybe for maybe for Prog and then not on farm because everything just dies. Yeah. So. 
like half that fight single target. Yeah, I think it's like half single, yeah, half two yeah, target or something. So it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first minute single, and then it's two target, yeah. and then yeah. as soon as the other like, two die, then it's single target yeah. again. Like maybe if maybe if it wasn't this catastrophically bad on single target, you could say, oh, it's that good on this bit of the fight. It's fine to run a slight loss compared to distorted reality, but it is so bad on single target. And again, I, to what we were saying, right? It. It's because of all the other things that we're taking that kind of go against it, right? Like the tier set you mentioned. I think surge of insanity procs are the biggest one, to be honest. Like getting le effectively twenty percent less of those, or eighteen percent, whatever it is getting less of yeah, those procs that's a pretty big deal considering like how much yeah, insanity it, and damage it doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like it lines up well with the rest of the kit at all it's yeah. just kind of there it also doesn't help it like idol of yashiraj which would also like that's one of those like going down far left side like mindbender inescapable torment yashiraj like yeah. doesn't really matter if you're casting devouring plague less but those talents are really under tuned right now so i think that's the other thing hurting it, and I think it would do better if that yeah. was tuned better. But because yeah, we're forced to take—not forced, but there's quite a lot of talents, right? That that screams and yog and everything. So, tier seven. Yeah, like the whole tree is kind of like kind of pushing us towards that. And like another thing is, as we get more and more gear, devouring plague up time gets more and more relevant because we get more mastery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. So maybe there's some justification, like in the far distant future, where we can't get more like uptime with it because haste ultimately kind of caps out at some point but maybe you kind of want more damage increase then maybe it scales a little bit better there but that's unlikely yeah especially given void form is just gonna kind of dominate half your rotation yeah yeah also i wanted to add something about multi-target mm -hmm. you if you were to take distorted reality in like a large multi-target scenario so like assault of the Sikali, a big yep. a big ad fight there's times where it is still beneficial to spread Devouring Plague without Distorted Reality. Oh, You sure. have so much insanity that you yeah. could still maintain two Devouring Plagues, which is, it's, it's kind of minor, but I just want yeah, to point it out. That it is torment, torment not spirits unique. Is a, to yeah, tormented Spirits is a hell of a thing in fights like that. And Phantasmal, right? I think is the other big one. Yeah. 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 I think regardless of if it's necessarily good for like the the question of like is that worth for overall, I think kind of depends on like again how long that target will live and stuff. But yeah, agreed. I, yeah. I think like my biggest thing with distorted reality is right now, and we I think we'll, we'll get into this in just a bit. But shadows like damage is moving into we do AOE while doing mega priority target damage. Um, like that's just how we AOE now, right? And I, it feels like Mind's Eye plays into that more, where we're like, yep, this is the target that I'm gonna blast. And distorted reality is more like kind of like training wheels. Like you're just like spreading plagues yeah. and stuff, but you you lose some of that priority target, right? Um, uh, that's kind of the thing. Like like Mind's Eye is already an AOE talent because it affects <laughs> yeah. devouring plague. Yeah, right. Like every talent in Shadow's Tree is a single target and AOE talent already. Kind of. We don't need explicit <laughs> AOE talents within the tree after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So now we do our AOE while blasting a priority target. So I think. Overall, I think this is a positive. I know, like, obviously losing Mind Spike is somewhat controversial. I think I would have loved to see a world where we still kept Mind Spike, but, you know, yeah, you, you know, th things aside, um, we do have, like, big priority target damage. So, Twix, I'll go to you first on this. How do you think, in general, like, this new play style will, like, stack up in, in keys? So, obviously, priority damage is highly important. You know, you saw examples of this in, like, Algathar, there's like the tree boss with the ads. 
Ruby's a big one. You know, like Azure Vault, Ruby. Yeah, there's tons of examples of this current current Mythic Plus dungeons. We're likely to see more of it. It is a very important damage profile. That is why Fire Mage is also mm. really good. And, you know, you, we saw the rise of the Searless build under the the guys that was more priority damage in those scenarios yep. as well. So people like it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Priority damage is insanely important. It kind of depends, like, you know, is another priority damage class good? You know, is Fire Mage going to be good? Is it going to push Shadow out because they are also priority damage? Mm. That was a problem we kind of had where we had too much priority damage when we were playing Shadow Priest Fire Mage. And I was playing Serious. Yeah, and I think you wanted to we, talk we a little had... bit about like why you wanted to play Serious, right? Because it did have notable advantages, or I guess Mindseer had points where it was kind of a pain, right? Yeah, so we had a dungeon like Ruby. You know, you do the first pull, there's three different types of stories, four <laughs> even. Yeah. From many different mobs. You know, where can you cast Seer? It's 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 hard. Yeah. Even even void torrent, you can't. It's hard to get a full void torrent. So we're going to cast a full seer. And uh, even like Azure Vault, you know, there's the, the frogs. Where can you cast seer there? You're not really doing it anyway. Or like the spread cleave on the Azure Blade ads. Mm. Every pool has a prior mob. There, there's a. There was a reason. That I played seerless, but I don't think it was correct, and it was. I actually thought that it was more damage overall, even not including the priority damage, if there was a lot of movement. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that was necessarily true. It was definitely close. And I do think, no shade thrown, but I do think the Sims were wrong. Yeah. No, and uh, trying to compare Seerless versus Seer in dungeons. Yeah. I think it's it's also hard to quantify the movement thing, right? Like that's that's one of those things where it, it's hard to you'll you'll never get a sim environment to like get that right especially in keys i think um so if yeah. you're you're having a lot of cases where you're you're forcing canceling of mind seers because well there's a swirly under you you can't you can't cheese like you get the higher keys there's no there's no you know eating some of those right you would just die <laughs> so like yeah um you know you're it wasn't necessarily like you just couldn't play with seer on some of that stuff right yeah, that's... I mean, yeah. And then we, we got to the end of the season, and, you know, everyone just switched back to yeah, Seer, you know, the end game build. <laughs> but I think, like, the point was there, yeah. like, if you could make the most of Seer, like, mobs were stacked up, you were getting your channels off, you got your full Mind Devourers off, you know, it wasn't, you know, there wasn't a bad Aphex week or whatever, you know, it was theoretically doing a lot of damage. But I think what you're saying is just totally true. Obviously, what always comes out in the Sims or theoretical is not always how it's going to line up in keys, right? Yeah, and I I do want to add, like, the priority damage was kind of fake. I mean, it was it was real if you played around yeah. it, but also you just did less damage overall, for sure, if you did try to Omega Blast prior. But I, there was, I was definitely doing a lot more priority damage. Or maybe I was just playing Seer wrong or, you know, some shit like that. But. Yeah, I think it's. I think what we always told people, which was interesting, is when you played Mind Seer, you effectively gave yourself the choice whether or not to use it. Um, oh, yeah, right? you didn't need Mind Seer. Yeah. You, you could do more prior damage with Mind Seer by just playing differently. Exactly. But I don't think yeah. people understood like, that. Just because you're talented into Mind Seer doesn't mean you always have to press it, right? Like, if you're like, 
Like I would play Mindseer and Ruby, but then when we get to those the trash pulls at the top of the ring with the big fire alley, like I would just play Seerless, right? Because um, I wanted the priority target. So I think it was, yeah, that always tripped people up. But uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I'm sad to see the choice gone, but it is kind of where we're at now. So I think, so yeah, I'll go to Ellie next. Is kind of so to play off what Twix was saying. One of the highlights of dropping Seer in live was. I think the ability to handle movement better was probably one of the biggest advantages. So how do you feel going into 10-1 now that we're kind of forced into a pseudo serious situation, how that's going to play out? Because our movement did get hit, right? Movement definitely did get hit going into the next tier. Like, we've lost um, the Surge of Darkness procs, yep. which were uh, not necessarily the most useful things, in Mythic Plus, if you were playing really well because you were flooded with them because you had so many VTs up, and you kind of ended up, like, using them just to move. Like, it, it made your rotation super fluid in heavy movement encounters because yeah. you always just had something to press that was quite good. And also, fun fact, there were a DPS increase to pop explosives with because hmm. you still got the Psychic Link damage yeah. and you got your Twist of Fate proc for free. So if you needed to get Twist of Fate so in Explosive Week, they were actually quite good there. That's a little fun tidbit. Rip explosive, never coming back, thank yep. god. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I think Seerless has one major, major issue, and that is it's effectively target capped to like 8. I'll be generous and say 12. It's effectively target capped to 12. Because you just can't consistently maintain more dots than that. Mm. And have time, have time to press buttons that capitalize on those dots. Because... At the end of the day, you can dot 15 targets, but unless you're pressing buttons to make Psychic Link do damage, you're not getting value out of those dots. And Shadow Crash being capped at 8, and losing Mindseer, which did, which was effectively capped at 20, I believe, um, has definitely hurt our ability to do pulls like the start of um, Algothar Academy. So if we encounter... There aren't really any pulls like that in next tier, Yet, there's <laughs> one I can think of. Um, I I I can't think of any right now, but I can also I also know a few completely insane tanks who will make them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's like you you don't pull twelve mobs at a time, or you don't, you don't pull twelve fifteen mobs at a time. But there's definitely three or four packs that, with the right amount of coordination on a key level where it requires it, I can definitely see a tank pulling all four at mm. once. So I guess let's let's cover let's cover the dot management topics. I think this is probably my biggest pain point going into ten one. And you know I did I did yeah. play serialist occasionally, but it, I definitely mostly was playing with mind seer and my stuff. I wasn't going as high as you guys, like twenty fives, twenty sixes at most. But what going into ten one with the removal of mind seer, right? Which to your point, with mental decay, really helped bridge the gap on you know dot extension when you weren't in void form or didn't have crash whatever. So how do you how do you guys feel going into ten yeah. one? We'll start out with Twix because we do have Shadow Crash still. It's now a twenty second cooldown. Doesn't really do any damage anymore, but it is there. Like every twenty seconds, we can throw it out. Obviously, Shadow Crash has some issues. We can talk about that too. But I think is it is just having Shadow Crash for dot application like that's I, I gotta feel like that's gonna cause problems, right? Yeah. So first of all your dots only last 21 seconds. Like, you you have to throw Shadow Crash on cooldown every time there's no room to spare or you will lose damage. Right. Which I think is kind of a... It, it's, 
it's a little messed up. Maybe maybe fifteen seconds slightly better. You don't you have some room to press it mm. and still maintain your other damage things that you want to do. But uh mainly what I want to add is like the pools you were talking about, like where your target capped. There's a Brackenhide hollow. There's actually all these tiny little mobs that oh, come the, out when you're the, fighting the these trees or something. Yeah, oh, and sometimes yeah. there's like twelve mobs, fifteen mobs, but you don't really care about maybe five of those mobs. <laughs> yeah, at most. Uh, I mean, and I mean, uh, Shadow Crash will hit the wrong targets. <laughs> yeah, and um, yes, or this, yeah, this is this is something that happens on live as well, especially if you're trying to play Silas in uh, Temple of the Jade Serpent, for example. Oh, the Shawling. Oh, yeah, like you do like a double, a double pull with small shards, and then you just press Shadow Crash, and none of the big mobs get dotted, and you just like droplets too. Ah, yeah, yeah droplets. Droplets are, droplets are less of a problem, I find, because you have GCDs within those pulls to actually get the VTs out on things, but it's still annoying. But yes, just like Shadow Crash. Also, Shadow Cra the Shadow Crash bug is also still not fixed, and it infuriates oh. me so much. Oh, let's that, talk about dude. that real quick. It's not a bug. Um... Wait, what? It, okay, I, the <laughs> clip I showed you yesterday, the sleet was after my crash landing. Oh, was it? You're wrong. Okay, so what we know is what we've looked at. Things like blinding sleet or crowd control abilities that go out can tamper with the ability for Shadow Crash dotting to work the way we would think it would. It's basically like CC protection is what happens sometimes. I don't want to say it's every case, but there are some things where like you throw a shadow crash and someone happens to throw a CC out at the same time. And the game will say like, oh, I can't dot that thing because it's CC'd. It's like that PvP protect, you know what I mean? Like that thing. That's yeah. what... So that's why you can't dot things on the first pull of, of Azure Vault because the Paladin is always pressing blinding light. Stuff like that. That's some. That's half of it. Yes. Or at least that's part of it. Right. I'm. 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 I'm you're, you're feeling my rage in real time. Yeah, right it's now. pretty bad. Um, the I think the other part that happens sometimes, like obviously, like Z-axis problems are really fun, or like stairs can happen. Oh yeah, shadow crashing the roof. I've had. Oh yeah, that too. Yep. I mean, the, the, the worst one. The worst one is there is a lamp post. Yeah. On it, Court? Or in Court of yeah. Stars. Just after the archway, when you go in, and and about thirty five percent of the time, when you start the first impact pull, your shadow crash will just go behind you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's there's also a little a little lantern on the roof of Temple of the Jade Serpent in the first pull. Yep, I've yeah, that one gets, oh, yeah. I've had shadow crash that yep. before as well. Yes, it's just like, and also shadow crashing up and down hills is just so bad. Not good offensive. The fucking burial, the burial oh, yeah. mounds are so terrible. Oh yeah, for this. no, that's like I... anything z-axis like that. It's trash, man. I mean, your, your shadow crash just goes like, I don't know, ten yards further than you thought it was gonna go, or just in front of your feet when you wanted it to go up oh. a hill, and it's just like, no, this, this is. So, yeah, shadow crash not only doesn't work the way that we want to, it also just sometimes just doesn't. <laughs> like it's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I want to talk about another lesser known bug. If you throw a shadow crash and then die while it's in the air, oh yeah, you it won't dot it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you know, yeah. if you're doing the first pull of nice. Azure Ball, you throw your shadow crash, you die because someone missed a kick, or you know, you're in yeah. the frontal. All right, you're AFK for the rest of the pool. You don't have shadow crash anymore. Yeah. Yes, that's that's happened before a couple of times. Um, I I want to sort of raise like a semi positive about the loss of mindset. Sure. And we, ne we never really talk about it as a community, I guess. And nobody really brought it up 
until Knocker defensive third area started becoming like, and we started seeing people pull these really, really high numbers and started wondering, like, why is there such a difference between players in this area? And it's kind of the, like, Mind Series was, I guess, is, or is, I guess, is really, really small. 10 yards or something? Like, 10 yards. It's, it's a 10 yards uh, around the target, which compared to your conventional, like, blizzards and rain of fires is really very very small and yeah. your target selection yeah, in pulls like that especially when things start being spread out because some things want to cast some things want to stand still some things chase your tank some things get slowed like it, you you lose a lot of damage from targets just not getting hit and there's a, quite a bit it of that in season two keys as well like like Altharian's yeah. lair and freehold i know has quite a bit where there are just like grouping mobs is kind of a challenge sometimes, right? Impossible. Yes. There's also it also z axes as, as well. So if Love you're it. mind searing on the knocker defensive third area hills, if you're mind searing something at the top, it won't hit. It won't hit something that's also in the pull and in range at the bottom. Mm. And there's just so much annoyance with mind seer and the way it works compared to like a drop down AOE, like Blizzard or uh rain of fire or the strongest and most ridiculous aoe aoe button in the entire game starfall <laughs> yeah That's true a starfire has a similar issue with balance druids but yeah. yeah anyway not great uh i am glad to see mindseer optimization going away i don't know how many other people played around it but the tier set you mean you you kind of had to yeah the tier set and it's like do you yeah. cancel this seer early is it worth losing this one tier set on a Half yeah. seer instead of a full seer to or, you know, use this mind games or torrent or void bull or get or is, two more mind blasts. Or is it worth losing the next losing the rest of this seer to move it to a different target that is hitting more mobs? Yeah, it's that is a very min max thing that I don't think a lot of people played around with. But it they should have just to be fair, that should have just been fixed. I was still really, I mean, we reported that bug day one the tier set came out, and it, for those of you guys in chat that weren't aware. The last, so if you channeled Mindseer, you can get up to four ticks. No matter how many ticks you were casting it, whether it was 175 Insanity or 50, the last tick would never be buffed by the tier set. So if you had four ticks, only three out of the four would get buffed if you just full channeled the entire time. What Twix was saying, an optim, a quote, optimization you can do to work around that bug, or effectively you would lose a, a buffed tick from the tier set, is you would cancel it before that would happen. So if you had four ticks worth of Mindseer, you would just cancel it after the third tick, and then you would still have that insanity to use the next time. Um, that's yeah, pretty that's bad. Just... <laughs> they should have fixed it. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know how else to really say. It. Like they, that's just they should have fixed it, right? They should have absolutely fixed that's, that. Yes. Yeah. There's just there was, it's like Mindseer was just not a very well made or telegraphed spell. And as a spender, like all of those problems kind of got exacerbated. And maybe that's why they removed it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just said, "Hey, we can't, we maybe. can't figure this out, or we don't have time to figure this out." So, see ya. <laughs> um, I, I mean, that is kind of the that is kind of the approach they took to a lot of Shadow's bugs. Shadow is relatively bug free going into next tier because they just removed every talent that was bugged. Bug free, but now we have to deal oh, with Shadow yeah. Crash. <laughs> I think Shadow Crash just needs. To be uncapped, and then all the bugs are bombed, are solved. That would definitely help. I would also say, like, I don't know. Personally, I wish we could. There, there was a world that we didn't have to take Shadow Crash to do. You know what I mean? Like, 
is there any other way they can yeah. think about how, how to solve this problem? Because a projectile spell crashes. ain't it for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. When when Dorky pulls too many mobs and he's like, oh, yo, fucking knock here. <laughs> there goes my shadow crash. It just went into the ring of peace. And there no mobs oh. are there. Yep. Or like you were, yep. you were oh, saying yeah. this earlier, Twix, of like, and I think it, chat, people in chat will get this a lot too. When you're in a pug, you don't know when the tank is stopping. You can like guess. You're like, yeah. okay, I think I think he's done pulling, but then they're like, no, nah, actually, I'm gonna go over here now. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, that is another. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't work out very well like that. And like shadow crash is a very heavy spell in terms of it's one global that effectively decides whether you do any AOE damage at all for the next twenty right. seconds. So I want I wanted to add on something to this too. There there's a lot of moments where. You know, say an ad, you know, I'll bring a Brackenhide yep. in, where those ads, those small little ads come in, they're not really important to kill, but it still feels bad that you can't do anything to them. You're just Absolutely. useless against them. And, you know, maybe you know, maybe that's the pattern mindset in me, but I mean, I'm sure like, people, other people will agree that it just sucks not being okay. able to do I mean, damage I, to those. I mean, I'll, I'll say the, 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 shop, the shopping cart test of... Um... Like the shopping cart test of AOE DPS for season one was the birds on the pulls before Croft. And it's just, are you a filthy padder or or do you let your funnel classes do funnel damage? Or first boss and Ruby was the, <laughs> the other big one. Oh, yeah, Ruby, I got many, many complaints. <laughs> Yes, but like those birds, like when when it's like a big bird and then there's all the small birds and everything and like you have a feral drib with you and you just like deliberately don't shadow crash. Like that's the morality kind of um, test there. The morality test next here is going to be those blobs in Brackenhide. It's like, hmm, will we let our like enhancement shaman or feral druid gain all those extra procs and do more damage to the big thing, or will we just hold our shadow crash deliberately, blow everything up, and say, haha, I'm top overall? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of a pain. So yeah, I, I hope they have a chance to look at it. I, I mean, uncapping Crash would be sick. I would love that. I don't think they're ever going to do that, but that would be cool. Um, <laughs> I, think unca uncapping, I think uncapping Crash just fundamentally breaks the rule of you can only hit up to 20 targets for increased damage. Yeah. Or, I mean, just raise the, or just raise the cap. I, I think I mean, double two charges it wasn't would help a problem too, right? as, Yeah. It wasn't really a problem as much earlier. Help, yeah. Because you had Seer, so you could still yeah. hit the other targets that weren't dotted. Yeah, yeah, and you... you also you also had Seer in Void yeah. form, so a large a large kind of portion of the dot's relevance, which was of gaining mastery value, kind of got sidestepped by Void form, which made it much much easier to do like big AOE on like the first pull of Algathar Academy. I mean, we do have some of that still, right? Like, I don't want to discount like we do still have like Nazoth and Yog damage, which is is hitting those things, right? Um, yeah, true. But obviously, to turn those things on, you need to dot things first, right? Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I agree. I think that the distribution is a little skewed because of that. Um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think we've beat Shadow Crash into a pulp a little bit. Not that it didn't deserve it, but uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, I think. Unless I'm gonna miss something. Um, oh, sorry, Ellie. Did we cover what you wanted? You posted this forever ago. Um, it was kind of like. It was more about it was more about Sealess on live. Um, if you have any quick points on Seer, right. let's 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 crank it out before we move on. Then Sealess on live, I guess that like the advantage of Sealess on live was mostly intangible benefits. Like it was very hard to pin down exactly why Sealess was good in a particular situation because as the the talent build wasn't really 
you could just put Seer into the talent build by taking one less utility right. talent and just have Seer anyway. So you weren't really arguing about like a fundamental defining build choice. You were just like arguing about one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's yeah people like what they like though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, it, and now we lost that utility two, point. <sighs> Sucks to suck. Yeah, we've lost the utility <laughs> point completely because they put because now the AOE the AOE is a mandatory talent you have That's to take. So you can't do anything about it now. We just don't That's get utility. Okay. I'll lose this version to take stun for incorporeal. Yeah, good. you don't need silence. It's it's just Blizzard fixed this problem on Balance Druid when Beam was untakeable for the first half of the first. Yeah, season. but they don't consider mental fortitude the same thing as solar beam, right? But also the amount of utility talents in spec trees across the entirety of the game I can count on yeah, one hand. It sucks. Two thirds of them are on Shadow Priest. <laughs> it's uh, awful. Yeah. Okay. So, and they've also like, they've also shown with the they've also shown with the Repard in rework, they are perfectly capable yeah. of making class trees spec have spec specific nodes. That's true. So they could move all of that stuff over to the class tree and replace the terrible holy talents we're never gonna take. Oh yeah, give healers silence. Just put silence Please. on the general tree. That'd be oh good. my god. I mean, you could put silence. You could put silence on the general tree and then make it only show up for shadow. No, don't do that. Would just piss people off more. Yeah, disc needs it, man. Why? I need I need shadow word interrupt. It's not a silence. It's a twenty four second shadow word. It's interrupt. a twenty. You know, we can workshop the name, okay? Shadow word shush. Twenty four second kick. No silence on the class tree. Would you take silence? It upgrades it to what silence is today. It's not hard. Okay. You know. A weird, a weird, just off topic. Silence. Its main benefit is that's a silence, right? It's a blanket yeah, it's silence. It's kind of useless. All the important mobs you need to interrupt are lieutenants. They cannot be silenced. Yeah. What is the PvP. point? Or also, they're all um, every important spell on any mob in Mythic Plus has both a cast time and a cooldown. Kicking it yeah. is the same as silencing it because it's not going to cast it again mm. for twenty-seven seconds, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, it's the 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 benefit of a silence in in the game is non-existent, basically. Non-existent. With, like, with how short it is, especially in yeah. keys, right? Yeah. There like, there was one specific use, and it's uh, you can actually silence rune carvers and mystics while they're in range of sentinels and halls of valor. Mm. Okay, that's that's the that was the only thing, but that's also counteracted by the inquisitors and their miraculously weird method of being unkickable yeah. for some reason yeah i mean they, they could fix that too which would be kind of interesting i don't know if this would be preferred but they could make the silence debuff just longer in pve like what if it was just 30 seconds or something crazy 30 hey, i don't know right, maybe, yeah. maybe like 10 15 hey, hey no, let's 10, try 15, 30 10, let's see where we get from there right i mean twix 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 the cooldown of every kickable spell that's important in mythic plus in dragonland season 2 is 27 seconds I mean, we can less, talk about like any, any, know, anything less than twenty-seven doesn't do anything. A spell like Cinderbolt, where okay, so, yeah, it does Cinderbolt, need constant kicks. Yes, but also like having one player be able to cover one of those permanently is not really that big of a deal when there's so few of them already. Yeah, yeah I, guess I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm just like that'd be cool. Like that'd be cool utility just, for just, just like oh, we have a, we have a shadow priest. Therefore, one mob that's constantly casting just doesn't cast anymore. So I'll bounce around a little bit because I know we. There was something else we want to cover with build diversity, but I think before we get there, let's let's. I like this utility conversation. So, obviously, like we have the worst interrupt in the game, uh, so like that's why we're bringing this up, at least in in PVE. But as far as general utility going into season two, I don't know. Like I I was looking at the dungeons the other day, 
And it does seem like Shadow still has a, or I guess I shouldn't say Shadow, Priest in general has quite a lot going for it in terms of utility. I don't know, Ellipsis, if, you have, if you've gotten a chance to look at it yet or any thoughts? Um, my opinion is that there are there are a lot of important diseases to be dispelling yeah. in the new in uh, this season's keys, and also we have an affix that makes shackle and dead good. Yep, yep, and purge <laughs> and mass spell no is still I, really good. Uh, as a human mechanic. Well, <laughs> I, I I have absolutely no idea how I have absolutely no idea how I'm going to talent into shackle and dead, but I do want to talent into it now. You don't need body and soul. It's crutch and minus spell wording. Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of so all yeah. the new affixes are pretty good for like priests in general. I think we have pretty good answers for all of them, right? Um, yeah, we do. We're very solid yeah. for all of them. So yeah, um, I, I, there is one major elephant in the room for shadow mm -hmm. utility, and that is that they have absolutely nuked vampiric embrace. Ooh, good, 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 good topic. Uh, it, so yeah, yeah, for those of you guys that didn't know, on live today, every time you uh, register a damage event from Psychic Link. So if you're facing four targets, you would get three hits of Psychic Link. Every single one of those hits would contribute to Vampiric Embrace healing. Um, that yeah. was obviously broken. Um, <laughs> I don't think any, any, um, anyone I, was arguing that. Uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, no, it wasn't. Because have you seen what Enhanced Shamans can do with Insensitive I didn't items? say that wasn't broken either, but... Um, <laughs> That's also not true. Um, so yeah, they've removed that interaction, so it no longer it no longer does that. Um, which yeah. I think it, needed it, to be fixed, it, but I was sad to see we didn't get any compensating buffs to yeah, Vampiric it, the Embrace. The spell just, yeah, Vampiric Embrace does not do enough healing right now. It just doesn't. On single target, yeah, I kind of agree, but I don't know. When I was in, I was doing the plus testing, I was still doing 50, 60 K HPS sometimes with Vampiric Embrace up. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, I guess just got just gone are the days of solo healing a shield phase on, oh yeah um, i've i've solo healed 120k hps tempest sailors before you know yeah or like i mean I, I was going for mal uh mal chill swan oh yeah oh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna like dot eight dragons and blow all my cooldowns into the boss break the shield to 150k hps yeah and like, that fight what? like 30k overall hps Ma on the but maybe fight. they think now that yeah. we do our aoe single target like when you pop Vampiric Embrace, even in AoE now, you get the extra stuff from Devouring Plague, and the way that Screams works now, you kind of, you know what I mean? Like, you, before, if you were channeling Mindseer, your your Vamp Embrace wasn't as good, but now, even with all builds, like, you're still getting that big benefit now, so. Yeah. I I and mean, Apparitions are just doing mm, a ton of damage now, yeah. so. It's yeah, uh, contributing more to the... I still think it needs a bit of something, honestly. Compared to like what Enhanced Shamans, Ellie Shamans, and Moonkins are able to do with their buttons, like ours does feel a little bit left behind at this point. Yeah, I would almost take like putting the cooldown to two minutes, but then buffing it or something. I mean, the cooldown is two minutes when you don't take. That was kind of my point. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, remo anyway. remo just like remove the CDR from Sand Lane and more. put yeah. that CDR into more value yeah. would be nice. Yeah. Because the CDR doesn't do anything, because we already pop it with cooldowns anyway, Usually, yeah. and our cooldowns are a two-minute cycle, so you never want it 20 seconds earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, there is one situation. I mean, or it could be, you know, a one-minute VE would be cool. Yeah, okay, no, there is one, there is a single situation where you want to press VE on cooldown. Well, Dark Ascension, though, right? No, because Dark Ascension is one minute, and then it's one. That's what, okay, sorry, that's what Twix was saying, is if... 
If yes. Was one, though. But yeah, there is there is a there is a single situation on live where you do want to press vampiric embrace on cooldown. Twix. There's. Well, one. there's multiple. There's the chill storms and first boss ruby. Okay, chill, the, st yeah, mm. chill storms are based on health percentage, so it's like depends on. Yeah, how they're around one fifteen apart. So. Yeah. There's um, the, the destroyers and ruby. You usually pull them around one fifteen apart, so you can yeah. get. Yeah. Okay, the, the, the one I was going for was Nalish in um, SBG. Because the phases oh, are exactly yeah. the phases are exactly oh. one minute twenty seconds apart, and it lets you press your healing cooldown and then chill downstairs until your cooldowns are back or thundering starts, and then go back up. I'm done with that dungeon. And it's just no. it's so, it, that it's is so good for that. It is really yeah, good. I was going to point out some other examples. There's like second boss court too, where yeah, you won't get boss... two uses. You won't get yeah, two you don't, uses, you don't so. get two otherwise. You don't get two otherwise. So yeah, like. That's the only, like, strictly this thing has a 120 timer one I can think of. All the others are, like, based on kill times and stuff. But yeah, being able to fit a Vampiric Embrace on the first Chillstorm and on the first um, ad phase on Maladressa and the second one has been great. Mm. So maybe not a massive fan of increasing the cooldown, but definitely does feel like the thing needs a little bit more... Something. If not, if not power, then consistency. Maybe. But I do think in general, like, utility-wise, all things considered, I still think we're going to be really strong, I think. Especially if you... We didn't think, really talk about power infusion yet, but, like, you know, the spec has yeah, quite a lot. I think, yeah. I think the way I would describe it is Shadow is better at countering affixes than it is countering dungeons. Mm. We have a terrible kick. Well... Very yeah. little of what we have lines up with actual dungeon mechanics. I well, but in Season 2, like you mentioned, the there's a lot of disease of spells that will be useful for, depending on your comp. And Master yeah. Spell actually kind of cracked on some of these things. Like, I don't... I know, like, the biggest example for me in Season 2 is going to be the last boss in Underrot. Um, master oh, yeah, Spell on yeah, that I boss, that. like, if you don't have it, that boss is terrible. Uh, <laughs> there's one more example. Yeah. Uh, there's the Halls of Infusion, the the big frost dragons right before the oh, third yeah, boss. Yeah. Oh, put, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, It put down yeah. a noob debuff, and uh, if you don't Master Spell it instantly, your whole team's nice. dead. Yeah, that's it's like it's like. I mean, I'm assuming like, it's gonna get nerfed, but it's like Thunderhead on crack. It's awful. <laughs> and then there are three of them. Like, okay, how do we do this? Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to add on the go for it. The interrupt too. So there's really no important kicks. Yeah, yeah, there's important kicks, but your other people in your team can do it. You're not really stretching Shut for up. kicks. You don't I mean, really need I... a prop power to like solo kick everything or anything like that. There's, yeah, there's only one dungeon where you're talking about in season two specifically. Yeah, yeah in season two, it definitely reduced the number of like kick this or die spells that are going on in Mythic. Well, I think specifically how many think, are happening at once, right? I think that's the hard part, or like not. Yeah, yeah like, there's in, one in a pack, right? It's, yeah, Dude. I think the thing, the thing is, I, I pack by pack basis kind of just goes out the window once you start trying to work out how to actually pull these keys and push them high. Mm -hmm. Because you just start pulling three or four dangerous packs at once, and then it's like, hmm, yeah. how do we fit all the kicks on all of these mobs? But yeah, there's no, there's no like, Thunderbolt bonanzas going on like there was in Ruby Life pools, right? What's like your that. current example, Twix, that you were thinking of? Uh, in Notharis, there's the little fire elementals that cast melt, mm. and melt hurts. Yes. And you can pull, you pull like four of them at a time. So that is, it's like one. You can let one go off on one person. If two go off, you die. Yeah, that's going to be kind of a chain. Have have all of our AOE things going in. Chain all of our AOE things whilst killing them. All oh, once. yeah, it's the, yeah, like pulling nine flowers and. We forgot to cut. Speaking thing. of AOE stuff, yeah. I forgot we have we have two uncapped AOE things now, which is cool. 
We have we have one. Well, void tendrils is a thing. Um, so yeah, psychics. No, it's not. Is it? Is yeah, it though? Okay. No, it's okay, not. Uh, hey, it was really cool that one week it was bugged. Um, that one week it was, it was overpowered so fun, as hell. Dude. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but yes, I mean, psychic scream being an AOE stop now is pretty huge, though. All things considered, I think. It is. Oh yeah. I I also I want to raise one minor con one caveat about that. You don't like being a melee. I don't like it's eight. It's got an <laughs> eight yard range. <laughs> Eight yeah, yards. but you want to be melee priest anyway because of the tier set, right? Okay, okay, yep. fine. Yes, you do. You do have to stand in melee all the time because of the way the melee works. and the way pa and, Phant and phantasmal pathogen. Like ghosts are so good now that you can't afford to lose them. Ugh. Um, but yeah, like, but like eight yards is really small, and people think like, oh, they compare like our fear to like Moonkin's roar. Yeah. No. I mean, in terms of like, oh, a caster has to go in a bit to press something and CC things. Nobody realizes it's got half the range of that ability. Yeah. It's it's really it's, bad. Yeah. Like how how far. Hey, close you know you what? I'll get. I'll take Obviously, the wins where we can get them. Okay. This this is yeah, a I'll dub. Where, it's not. You know. Yes. Yeah. This is a dub, obviously. I'll take it where I can get it. And obviously, a fifteen-yard range psychic scream that hits everything is utterly broken in if, PvP. And I would never. If ask only for we that. had a spell that was an AOE stun that replaced psychic scream that's great I, 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 would even, that? I would even i i, I would even <laughs> um i would even take it being delayed as a punishment for how Ooh. powerful and effective okay so you, you'd cast it on an enemy that's a really and unique like two idea. seconds later it would explode and stun everything yeah wow. that sounds really that's a great cool. idea yeah definitely <laughs> sad Yes, and then I guess we go to our other CC. I guess I will mention Void Tendrils. I mean, yeah, Void... void I don't know if it'll have much use. I don't, you know, but it is uncapped. I, that, that, it, 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 the problem with Void Tendrils is it has no grace period. None. So Are you just find grace period between casting it and doing enough damage to break it? Uh, Casting it and the mobs turning to attack it to break oh, it. Oh, okay, sure. Like it, it's going to break instantaneously no matter what. The key level scales up, the damage goes up. It's always yeah. going to break instantaneously on the first melee hit anything ever does. But I think there should be like a two to three second window where the mobs don't hit it. Mm. And that would make it fine. Completely I think fine. the other problem it has too, I've seen this a couple times. I think it depends on the pull. Maybe Twix, you've seen this too? Or of you would yeah. cast Void Tendrils it, and then the mobs would be like, oh, you're you. the, they're the closest thing in melee. I'm going to hit you now. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah you're close yep. you're close than the tendril the tendril is attached to my feet somehow. Therefore, I will hit you instead. Yeah. Like that happened a little bit while it was bugged, but it was Spike still just the upside was just still so high that you just used it anyway, and it kind of showed you like how good void tendrils could be, even if oh, it was yeah. like a a little bit better. It didn't have to be overpowered like it was. Like it didn't have to completely nullify the last pull of Jade Serpent. You're saying like if it if it always you... gave you a grace period of like oh when you cast this minimum it lasts for like two seconds or something. If it lasted if it lasted two two or three seconds as a minimum and then instantly broke to the next melee that would be really kind of useful, not overpowered, and I'd be able to find like ways to make that good yeah. and do interesting things. Yeah. Twitch, what are your thoughts on, on Void Tendrils or changes to it? I feel like, yeah, the grace period is, uh, it would be a fine change. You could also just reduce the cooldown to be like Mass Root. And you can just mm, perma root yeah. something if you want to. Yeah, but it will also. 
can't perma root things because they just instantly attack and break their own root. That's what I was saying is just change it to be just mass root, but but oh, poor shadow. Be mass root. Okay. Hmm. And uh, it is also eight yards, so yeah. there's no really avoiding getting meleeed <laughs> if you are, unless they fix it. But they need to fix that bug as well. I mean, they right? they could just make it like mass entangle at that point and just be like, yeah, you you could cast it on a target or an an AOE reticle or something. Um, that would be. Oh, that, be yeah, nice. like actually, like mass root. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe um, the way in which to fix Shadow Priest spells should not be just copy Druid spells. <laughs> well, maybe. We've mentioned, we've mentioned it for Psychic Scream now, and we've mentioned it for Tendril. Oh, so. Okay, well, we're just copying Binding Shadow. Yeah. I don't I mean, I think it, yeah. for... I think the Binding point, though, is that Void Tendrils costs a talent point, right? It's not a baseline thing that we have. It is, you're taking this and giving up something else. It should be worth it to take sometimes. Um, it has we have to get the VE... And right now we take Dominant Mind just because it has slightly more utility. It's got uses. something sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. spiteful, sometimes. I guess. So. But we could drop that for Void Tendrils, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, we you need to, they need to do something about Void Tendrils, otherwise it's going to be a completely unused spell in every category of the game. Yeah. Forever. Until it breaks again. Um. <laughs> yeah, until they somehow manage to bug it again. Okay, so last topic on Mythic Plus, and, and then we'll try to cover the raid a little bit. I just want to hit on build diversity. So this was kind of a... This has been memed on a little bit by people, but I did want to get your guys' thoughts on... One, one of the goals with their rework that they put in the post was they wanted to increase build diversity. I think a lot of us thought this was kind of weird, considering, honestly, in, in keys right now, there is... You have some choices, right? Both, like, obviously, the big one being, do you want to play serious or not? But... All four idols received play this season at a high level. Um, the idols being the the capstone, uh, ten throw stuff. Yeah. So I think it was kind of weird that we saw that they were like, "Hey, that's one of our goals that we want to fix." And it's like, "Well, isn't it already kind of good?" So I'll go to I'll go to Twix first on this one. But yeah, what are your general thoughts with build diversity going into ten one? Do you think it's improved? Do you think we have some more options, or do you think it it you know actually got worse? So I, I just want to start off. It definitely did get worse. Um, but I want to point out why. So they changed a lot of talents. They mean like, you know, they buffed Death Speaker. Yep. Death Speaker is a really cool talent, mm -hmm. even though we still don't take it. Yeah. Um, you know, like Insidious Ire just should be, it just, you know, enforces you should be playing around your mastery a lot. That's really mm -hmm. good. And then... We have the option, of course, now of having triple idols. So in a couple places, actually. In a, in, yeah, you're kind of just always going to take triple idol, except in pure single target. I think. I think so. Pretty much. Yeah. And then we have you know, Mindbender and Inescapable Torment, which was nerfed because of the first <laughs> tier yep. set iteration, and then now we have a different tier set, and it's still just nerfed so i don't, I don't really see any world where you take mindbender it, like even with like da yeah it's really hard it was actually and i don't know if you knew this when when they were in flux like buffing and nerfing a bunch of stuff there was like a week or so where shadow or death was actually in a good enough spot to where death speaker y y yashiraj builds were actually competing pretty pretty well um but then they nerfed shadow or death again um and uh 
and yeah, so yeah, y- Yashiraj is kind of yeah. dead, unfortunately, which feels yeah. bad. Yeah, and now yeah. nowadays we have there's no really flex points. So in single target, you have some flex. You're points, saying right? now is in you know obviously ten one or ten no. Yeah, ten okay. one, ten one. You you can't change anything. Like, maybe you could swap out Phantasmal for you know, maybe Dark Evangelism or Mind Devourer. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, there's some like you you can flex it, it, stuff in that middle section, yeah. kind of, um, but not a whole lot on single target. Yeah, you know, you, of course you can drop Mind Spike. It's a, it is a DPS loss, but if you hate Mind Spike, it's like two percent or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we go back to Tenno. I I ran. I have an add-on. To help me manage how many different builds <laughs> yeah. I use. Yeah, it's kind of a lot, and and I think is that is that a good thing? I guess to ask the question, like I think it is. Like I think it's a good thing that you know we had lots of options, both single target, cleave, AOE. Like you had options, um, but maybe it was they thought it was too overwhelming. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I guess ellipsis. Your thoughts in general on like build diversity, mythic plus and beyond. But how, how, I mean, I'm assuming um, you're probably in the same boat. You think it's worse? But um, I I'm kind of like fifty fifty because okay. I think it's 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 worse in one sense and better in another. It's worse in the sense that we have lost like we don't have like flagship builds anymore. You don't have the Yog, the Zoth build, mm. or the Mindseer build. Or the sealless build, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, but when you look at the talent tree, you realize how many talents in the mid section, especially that you now feel like you can take or leave, compared to something else, depending on the situation. Sure. Like we don't have whispers. Don't have whispers anymore. Being completely worthless. Maddening touch is now a talent you actually look at sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's way less. Um, like named build diversity but within the mythic plus build you have like eight talents of float because everything is roughly equally in strength and you have like so much more diversity in the middle sections but yeah um the fact we have one capstone now that's not really very playable and it's kind of like killed the entire left hand side of the tree not great yeah i do wonder like uh, to your point though and i agree to an extent but because there is, you have at least four points of flex in the middle section in keys. Like, you can pick four points between Maddening Touch, Dark Evangelism, Mind Devourer, Phantasmal Pathogen, and Mental Decay. Uh, or any yes. utility point in the top section. <laughs> um, the, the, I think the question, though, is, can you tell me, like, for sure, like, a reason why you would want, like, Maddening Touch over Dark Evangelism or when you want Mind... Like, do you see what I'm seeing? Like... We have flex there, but like, uh, it's not intuitive flex, right? It's not, yeah, it's not something a player can champion or get invested in. It's literally just a numbers game. Right, that's, yeah. Or picking picking them at random. You don't feel like you're doing anything different with with the diversity that they've given. The diversity they've given is like spreadsheet diversity (laughs) in that. Yeah. The, everything now everything now has a, a, a percentage of time it's going to be taken at some point mm-hmm. but you're never going to feel the difference yeah and and to twix your point, point as well curious on your thoughts like you mentioned you know we're probably going to take triple idol quite a lot um 
but like play style wise does any of that change what you're doing <laughs> you know uh i wanted to actually and bring this up yog is very very good and uh you know nintendo you kind of just you kind of forget about it you know pox at the end of pool unlucky yeah. but now in 10 one it is a large portion of your dps you 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 don't necessarily have to play around it but you probably should if you're trying to optimize. It's like, what, at least 10% of your overall, right? At yeah. Least? Yeah, it's insanely good. And I don't know how I feel about, you know, end of a pull, oh, I, I can't do any damage anymore. I'll just hard cast Mind Spike. Have or fun, guys. cancel it. <laughs> I'm just well, not. <laughs> I'm not canceling at 24 stacks, man. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I have I have major concerns about Yogg-Saron timing in keys and in raids in general to the point where in raids you are go you are going to like generate five or six stacks and then cancel to delay it a bit to make it line up with something that Maybe, is something yeah. you are going almost certainly something you are going to do um i hate that gameplay <laughs> viscerally and aggressively i mean they could just make it's it so terrible. you can't do that for the record yeah, but then that makes it play even okay, worse. I, I, then I you just, just put many control over it, and it's massively important. Yeah, I don't think there's a way to win with Idol of Jogsaron being as strong as it is right now. Yeah, and just to talk about that Which a little bit, in case it makes it feel good. To in use. case anyone missed it, the reason why this is now a thing suddenly is they, after the entire expansion of us telling them, and in beta, Jogsaron now finally works with Mastery, Shadow Form, Void Form, Idol of Yasharaj buffs, Twist of Fate, you know. Y you name it. Uh, not Ancient Madness, I think. Yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't I don't think any pedestals were with AM anymore. Anyways, um, but yeah, now that it scales with all of that stuff, it just, they buff the crap out of it by doing that, which is a good thing in the sense of like, yeah, yeah our spells should interact with each other, right? Um, but yeah, has yes. somewhat brought it's, it's, it's all It's almost like this happened before in Shadowlands and the same thing kind of occurred. Oh, yeah isn't it? It's like, oh, we have this thing that we kind of wanted to use, but it doesn't scale with anything, so it's kind of worthless. And then they buffed it and made it scale with everything, and it became ridiculously overpowered. But it was fun. It was very Big fun, yes. Shadowflame, Shadowflame, Shadowflame Prism was definitely a good a good thing to have become part of Shadowlands, and I guess something we kind of enjoyed for a while in DF, but I'm glad to see it kind of step away now. now. But having this, having yeah. the same thing happen to Yogg, does feel a bit like deja vu all over yeah, again yeah. um <laughs> yeah 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 agreed okay i think i know we're a little over what we expected but let's just uh i just want to get your guys thoughts on the raids i know when we we talked about shadow priest in abris in 10.1 on the last podcast but i'd like to get your guys thoughts as well so we'll start with ellipsis here just kind of general thoughts how you think shadow will do in the raid anything you're concerned about or want to bring up um, I think Shadow looks pretty good in the raid, honestly. I think the um the damage pattern or damage style of doing AoE whilst not losing any single target mm -hmm. is something that's gonna be quite valuable this tier, because in the fights where there are adds, you kinda don't want to drop any damage on bosses. Sure. Um The single target Shadow has also looked like just generally better than it was in prior tiers. Yep. And sort of the priority burst damage if you can play around Yogg very well. Like, your ability to snap and just blow something up is really quite high. You just need to be 
like really timing things well and kind of you'll have to do cancel auras and set up things to make that really work in like a progression environment but it is there whether you want that to be a thing is kind of up to you sure uh, my main concern is just like how much not necessarily movement but like getting punted around the room there is in the next tier that's not you just add evokers I'm... and pay them off i don't see what the problem is oh yeah that's yeah. good yeah, yeah there's mean, like half the bosses interrupt movement or spell casting knock you back in yeah. some way in a large yes, way and knock, i'll just knock you off the platform <laughs> which is just like, it's like it feels like they learned absolutely nothing Razzagaf, from Razzagaf. Yeah. well no they did absolutely they they learned that nothing. evokers are our best friends and they will continue to be evokers our best are, friends. Evo see evokers are not our best friends because evokers evokers are paladin's best friends yeah but we can pay them with pi right and now we're best friends okay maybe but like uh, the fact that the fact that the evoker ability that resets movement abilities resets leap of faith is just an insult i still think that's hilarious like the fact that are we the only ones that we got screwed up like that yes it's just us yes right, right. Yeah. What, what the way the way i've described it is if you if you reset my leap of faith i will grip you back into the mechanic out of spite yeah so again you've given they me they rescue <laughs> us and we grip the paladin it's just like razaga uh i hate it so That's much great. i hate it every single time it's mentioned and also i don't know how you do that on um like it was doable on Razaga because it's a pushback yeah. that has like a run is against it, time is it magmarax like, that has the yeah. on magmarax you can't do that you just go magmarax you can you can gate every knockback <laughs> okay there, see? you can also goblin jump We're every knockback. no no goblin jump we don't talk that's that's we're team yeah. dwarf you can goblin every if you can goblin back right, work, bro. <laughs> but yes, um, there's just a lot of fights where you're getting forcibly have forcibly having your casting stopped. Yeah. Um, and again, we've lost a lot of instant procs, so we're a lot worse at moving around than we used to be. Yeah, and I, I want to bring up some other examples. So like, Ziskarn, there's a knockback. Um, and also there's a ton of movement with like switching between sides of the room yep. and you yeah. know dotting the ads. And then we have Neltharian. You have to line of sight if you get the mechanic. There's also yeah. if you get knocked back into a wall to break the walls. And moving from wall sections, there's a just a, a lot of movement. And you're going to have to optimize your stutter step casting. So much more yeah. than today. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think the, the, the best of the best players will still find a way to optimize through all of this and do very good damage. I'm just very concerned for like the intermediate mythic level players and below for sure as to how well they're going to adapt to all of this. Especially they're going to get baited this first week. It's going to be really funny. I'm just, we're going to be sitting in, in chat and discord and stuff. And people are going to be like, why is surge of insanity procs for mind spike, not instant cast, even though it has the same visual as surge <laughs> of darkness and it, you would think it should be instant cast, hey. but it's not. I don't even really know why they decided to give that a proc indicator, given it doesn't do anything to the rotation at all, and Mindflay Insanity didn't have one the either. The is that they wanted to make an instant cast and they forgot. That is completely oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm yep. inhaling it. We I need it. That would solve so many problems, though. To just to be clear, like, not I don't know. I don't think it would br break that. Okay, much. okay, okay, okay. It, it, it does change the rotation. I will concede that, but it doesn't. It doesn't change it in a way that Mindflay Insanity didn't already, and that also didn't have a proc. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. All right, Twix. Uh, raid thoughts? What do you think? I know you kind of gave a little bit, but yeah. What do you got? Uh, so, 
There's only two bosses that have a use for Shadow Crash, and it's Sakali Invasion and Forgotten Experiments. Every other boss yeah. is pretty much single target, or the ads. This is Scar and pretty much the only other fight. The ad is walking around the room. You can't. I think Scar and even in Mythic, right? The ads are can't be CC'd, right? So Correct. they're spread. So if Forgotten Experiments, the debuff when you mass, mm. most people will mass yep. the spell it, uh, and you just burn all the orbs down. Shadow Crash is really good for that. So call you invasion, you know, you know, it's like a brute keeper. There's a it's a call you invasion never worked. It's probably the worst rate testing I've ever <laughs> it was seen. Kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, on pull, you kind of just hit the boss for thirty seconds, and then half the raid runs for like fifteen seconds straight to the other side and does nothing, and <laughs> to hit the, the one ad that you need to kill. I but, think yeah. you might also take yeah, Shadow Crash Neltharian for the last phase. Yeah, the I, I never they they spawn like a bunch of little aberrations I think. Yeah, I don't know. They've changed that. They've maybe. changed that fight a couple of times, and I think the other one we're not hey, sure is Sarkarath, right? Yeah, yeah. Sarkarath, I mean taking Shadow Crash for the last phase of one of a mostly single target fight. I don't know. It depends how important that last phase is compared to the rest of the fight. If that's the actual boss and the rest of it is just waiting for the hard mechanics to start, then yeah, I can see that. Because you're losing. We, uh, I'm checking. You lose three thousand DPS to take Shadow Crash. Um, on one hundred and thirty-nine K. So yeah. This this bad. actor was uh, this I wasn't padding too much with special items, so it was one hundred and twenty-four K DPS versus one hundred and twenty-one K DPS ish. So okay. like, I could, I you don't could lose that. a whole bunch with Shadow Crash. Like, but again, to your point, fair. All right, what are you trying to optimize for overall or boss damage? Right. Yeah. Overall, overall the thing that actually wipes yeah. your raid. Sorry, Twix, um, I think I interrupted you. Did you have anything else on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's too much too much movement. <laughs> for, con for cotton experiments, I will bring this up as well. The deep breath and the bleeds. Yeah, there's like a the lot. Bleeds, and moving out after massive swelling. Yeah. It's just my If only someone there. suggested, like, Door of Shadows, Reverse Leap of Faith. Ooh, yeah. If only someone had that in their If only someone put that, at least one person... Yeah, if only if only they if only they'd mentioned it multiple times over the course of about eight months as well. Yep. And uh, ellipsis, what are your thoughts? Um, kind of the same. I'm just kind of like looking at Scale Commander Sarkarath and thinking, there's no way Blizzard make an actually completely single target end boss. It's never going to happen. You think they're just they're done doing that now, or what? I just. Part of me like just believes Shadow is always inherently good at end bosses because they're always very complicated and that means they have ads. Yeah, sure. It's just always kind of like a part of my mindset when it comes to Shadow. But it raids. could be like Razageth, right? Where like it does have ads, but only in yeah, like they're just tuned to be completely irrelevant by the time any well, most the majority of the player base ever yeah, sees them. So it's hard with tuning, uh, right? But yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like, the good thing is, depending on where the ads are, I think Shadow is probably better equipped to handle that now than we have been in the sense that, yeah, you just spec full single target and you can do just yeah. about as much AOE as you would otherwise. Like, that's super valuable, right? It's just, sh it's just oh, yeah. Shadow yeah. Crash is the only I weird mean, one, I guess, if you yeah. if you need it. It's also, like, I feel like if Blizzard managed to make a Void-based boss and have the Void-based spec not be good at it, there's a bit of a flavor fail there as that well. That would be kind of funny. Like, were uh, we good on Azoth? I forget. It's been a while. My memory sucks. Um, we were not very good on progress, but we were quite In good farm, right? when guilds got when guilds that were like three fifty ish started getting to it. We okay. were pretty good then. Yeah. Well, we were very bad until then, though. 
Like very bad. I blocked it out of my memory. I played Hunter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Old yeah, I would like I would like to be good on the void base boss. I would also like to be good on a boss. I would also like to be good this tier because we were so incredibly bad at Razagath. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Razagath was fine until Shadow Crash didn't come Oh, my, it is so tilting right now, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> you can only oh, get it for I two get, of the three ads. I can only do the, the, the two of these three ads, and yeah, God, otherwise, so trash. Uh, the nerfs really. You you, you read? I read them. And I'm like, oh sweet, reclearing will be easier now. And then I did it. And I'm like, this is miserable. I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's 20 seconds now. Problem solved, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I really hope that Blizzard like. I really hope that Shadow has like a decent place in this raid. Yeah. Okay, I think we covered all of, most of the main topics we wanted to cover. Um, so we can kind of start transitioning loosely into Q and A. Um, uh, if if folks have questions they want to drop in chat, we can kind of go nuts there. Um, but yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks for the chat, gentlemen. This has been awesome. I think did we did we miss anything? Was there anything big? I think that. Oh, power infusion. Huh. We didn't, we didn't talk about PI oh, at all. Man. What's PI? PI? I don't know. What's? It's fine, right? It's I was going to mention PI in, rel in relation to Mythic Plus utility okay. and kind of the rise of Warlock and Fire Mage over the past Evoker. couple of weeks and going into next yep. tier. Shadow's vi Shadow might be more viable or hold some viability in Mythic Plus because of how well it synergizes with those two specs because of power infusion. Well, the pushback I'll give there, and I'm curious on your thoughts. Maybe Twix can go first here. Um, I know you kind of mentioned Twix about, like, you think interrupts aren't as, like, not, I don't want to say important, but maybe there's not as many in Season 2. And I think with interrupts and stops being so important, I think that's usually why we only ever saw, typically, like, one range DPS in a comp. Um, yep. But as Ellipsis is mentioning... These other ranged DPS are the ones that really like power infusion. So, do you think double range comps will be more of a thing with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we're running triple range on PTRs. Mm. Yeah, Lunkin yeah. is really good. Fire Mage is really good, and Warlock Warlo is really good with yeah, PI. Yeah. Even I mean, Ellie Shaman, I heard is Ellie really good Shaman is really, really even good after as well. the nerf. And and. Yeah, Ellie Shaman has this thing where they have a talent where their lightning bolts and chain lightning casts reduce the cooldown of their nature spells by one second. I just thought their tier set nerfed them into oblivion. This, this, this affects wind shear. So the, the, their interrupt is like five seconds CD. It's very mm. silly. Oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think fire shadow X, where the X is either a caster or a DH, praying they get buffed. <laughs> Um, DH got buffed. Is a very vi. It, they need more than that, huh. but Sad. yeah, is a very vi. Is a very like strong comp. It's a very strong comp on live at the moment, and given Fire Mage is also rising on PTR even after the little ignite nerf, is like I think Shadow is going to be good because of mm. Fire, or like not good because of Fire, but another reason Shadow might be good is because of Fire. I think just just PI. Like there's so many range specs that work well with it now, right? Um, yes, as long as yeah. as long as Blizzard to cont continue to make PI part of our utility budget and not our damage budget, yeah. then I can see like PI being a very valuable thing for Mythic Plus and continuing to do. Yeah, it's interesting though because I I'm wouldn't just... have expected like because Shadow Priest Balance Druid, it, like you're kind of screwing your interrupts a little bit, but I guess you're saying it, you haven't you didn't notice a big deal with it, Twix. 
We were yeah. running that in season in season one. Yeah, though. it's the rise of it's prop paladin being so oh, okay, sure. good yeah. at handling kicks. Yeah. Blew open the blew open the DPS meta in Mythic Plus this much so much this season because you don't need double melee to handle. Yeah, I guess melee. I was living in a world where I assumed prop paladin was gonna get dumpstered, but <laughs> maybe. I mean, prop, Pal prop paladin needs needs something, but like. I hope it still remains one of the better tanks because fun. it affords so much more flexibility to the rest of your group. And also, sack means that specs that are usually made of paper can also play the game mm. as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. We got a few questions in here. Uh, we didn't talk about embellishments. Uh, either of you guys have thoughts on know. embellishments next tier? I think we do have a couple new embellishments, some new options. Um, Larry got nerfed. Any thoughts, guys? It's a numbers game. Follow the guide. Yeah, they're all just drop in the ocean. They don't affect your gameplay at all. I have no real opinion on any of them. One thing I want to bring up, the cloak. I'm definitely making Dude, that thing is awesome, I'm man. This yeah, cloak. Yeah. It's fucking okay. nopey. I'm yeah. making this shield cloak. I'm okay. I think a lot of people should, yeah. to be honest. Official, that thing is official, uh, Yeah, official endorsement is you make the cloak for progress rating. Absolutely. I would just say progress in general, right? Whether that's keys or rate. Like, whatever that yeah. is for you, right? That cloak is... Really nice. Yeah, the cloak's boss. The cloak's incredibly good. Um, only caveat being how utterly broken the cloak from the last boss is. When you well, get it. that's an interesting topic. When that's Kogan. an interesting topic because I think the cloak, that cloak, is a DPS. Is it? It's probably a raid DPS gain. Maybe. I don't know because it yes. steals secondaries from other people, right? So it, ste it steals a it is, it, it steals a marginal amount of secondaries and gives you a lot okay, of them. Well. Yep. I because I, I think I was looking at the numbers. I think maybe for us, part of it's we kind of got screwed with cloaks this tier. There, are, there are the stats on that cloak not not great. Not what we want. Not what not. Uh, not what we're looking to see. But that cloak actually at four. What's the what's the top end item level? Um, four fifty seven. At yeah. four fifty seven yeah. item level, it's not even a one percent DPS game. That cloak ain't that good. <laughs> like it's it is it is wow. technically like the best cloak that we can get. But it also doesn't have any stamina on it. Has no stamina on it. You don't need the that. secondaries yeah, aren't great. Uh undulating spore cloak on the other hand, Gigachad. Yeah, okay. Gigachad spore cloak maybe is just better than everything. I and um, you can cuz you can set can the stats on it too. Yes. Yeah, I and when you know, when you get a I want, I want to know if I Undulating Spore Cloak is going to actually work properly, or if it just works like Bulwark? I don't know. Good question. But I will say, the, a it, small note with the Cloak as well, because it, it heals you when you're below 80%? 90%? Uh, above 70. Oh, it's 70? It's above... It's, I, I watched... I, I was watching your video in prep for this. I don't remember these thresholds, man. <laughs> um, it was, a, it was like above okay, 70. So when you're above 70, above 70 you get... When, and yeah. when you yeah, and then when you go be go below thirty, it shields you for one hundred and ten. Yeah. So the reason why I bring that up is because there are a couple things this tier that are hitting us <laughs> more than we're used, or like where that would be beneficial, right? So like if you decide to run spore cloak and blue silken lining, those two kind of play with each other because obviously it it would theoretically boost your uptime of yeah, they keep you above thirty percent a bit more often, often, right? And then there's also um uh. Uh, I don't know. There's like just other damage events that are happening. Obviously, we do still have mental fortitude, but like file of corrupting rage or 
There was another one I was thinking yeah. of too, but yeah. No, I don't have Trinket. alchemy. Trinket no can run it. from um, Notharian because it bleeds you for forty-five k every twelve seconds. The trinket from yeah, trinket's busted. Which where an LFR? Which the oh the class trinket? trinket? Yes, sorry, you said I. I was thinking there's so many Nelth things. We have two Nelth dungeons. Yeah, we no, have no, the boss. We have... Yeah, yeah, we have two so minutes. Trinket. It's like it's yeah. like. It's like last year when we had the Diurna ring and the ring that was called Diurna. Yeah, yeah, um, like, for sure. Hmm. I was that confused people a lot. See, so, yeah, I think for me, I don't know what you guys don't need to say what you're gonna run, but I think I'm gonna run Spore Cloak, BSL or Spore Cloak Shadow Flame, depending on what I want. But I haven't quite decided yet. Um, maybe double BSL if I Spore, want a pad. Spore Cloak Shadow Flame for Brog. Yeah. Four cloak shadow flame for prog. Yeah, but you're not getting you're not getting BSL uptime on mythic prog. It's just not. Oh happening. yeah. Well, the possible. thing to keep in mind though, and I think a lot of people short are a little short sighted on this sometimes. I'm not saying you guys are, but like uptime on BSL is one good metric. But I think the the more important metric is uptime during uptime on BSL during your cooldowns. What's the uptime? Because if you're yeah. popping cooldowns, uh, VE you have VE going. VE. You know, we have mental fortitude, uh, right? Like, no, we don't. Huh? How are you getting? How are you getting mental force? You drop one of these one percent, two percent DPS points, whatever. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, but now, now I'm losing the reason to be yeah, BSL true. over Shadow Flame because uh, I'm okay. Yeah, it's pure no. single target. You don't need Link. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. But no. But then I'm. But then I'm playing Shadow Flame anyway because it's better in pure single target already. Uh, well, so Shadow Flame is better in single target if BSL doesn't have full uptime during CDs. Right. So just try your rave there. It's not going to. Well, yeah. Okay. That's that's the game. But yeah, I agree. Shadow Shadow Flame for consistency is going to be really strong if that's what you want. But I think BSL is there if you want to extend past multi-target and you can game around it. But yeah. Yeah. I'll just not go. Um. All right. Any any more questions? Or anything you guys want to? We didn't catch. You want to shout out? No, no, not a whole lot of questions today. Not that I can think of. You guys ready for the patch? It's kind of scary that it's happening this fast. It is, yes. Uh, we have one question. How are we feel? How are we doing all of this despite like basically talking to a brick wall? Yeah, are you talking about like with feedback? With the feedback, yeah. It feels like this particular patch cycle has been very different compared to the previous couple. Yeah, it's In it's so of, weird, man. Like I. You can look at the changes that they made and be like, yep, I can see directly how this came from feedback, right? Um, uh, like, a lot of it. Yes, and... Right, uh, like... I can see how... Yeah. Like, C'Thun got better. You know, we people were complaining about yeah. the RNG of C'Thun. They made that with Void Torrent giving you a guaranteed proc, and now Void Torrent can proc it. Like, made that much better. Pathing into Nazoth and C'Thun feels better. Um... Pathing to Yogg is more interesting, in my opinion. Mind Spike and Mind Flay not coexisting. Yeah. You know, like you know what I mean. Like they, I, they I, made targeted it's, it's things that make it feel very, better, right? Yeah, but it, it's all sorts of very surface level responses. Agreed. I, that's why I think I think like they did some of it, but it doesn't feel complete. I guess it it feels like it's purely reactionary. It's not actually got any like underlying. Um consistent goal in mind with doing it it's just reacting to feedback mm. in a very surface level and obvious way it doesn't think... really take into account how the spec functions like as a whole unit they just wanted to remove buttons 
they wanted to move button blue and make it simpler. That's was their entire I mean, goal for it, and I stand they removed that. two buttons. And they did. I mean, yeah. They also made it the rotation like more it is intuitive, simpler. simpler. Yeah. True, very true. Yeah, they did. But also, we still we still have. Um, say we're playing a fight where we have intermittent AOE in a raid. We still have void torrent, shadow crash, mind games, and Halo. As buttons on a 30 to 40 second cooldown, we press on cooldown because they're there. Mm. Just take Divine Star. That's even worse. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, there's just, there's just a lot of button for the sake of button within Shadow's kind of talent tree. And I feel like that was what they should have hit instead of um, Mind Spike versus Mind Flow. Or um, Seer versus Divine Plague. I think they went about it. I went about it the wrong way. We still ended up with something that's playable, and I'm happy to keep playing it. But I just feel like the re rework just spun its wheels more than anything else. Yeah, we like it doesn't. Moved. It we doesn't feel a whole lot different to me. I think someone was asking, "Does the rework feel more fun to you guys?" And like for me, I mean, parts of it feel marginally better, I guess. But I don't know. Not not too different. I don't know what you guys think. Um. Yeah. Let's uh i i find it fun because i can just focus more on other things sure. and yeah I, I like the same reason i liked survival hunter in season three season four shadowlands even though it's, yeah. it's very simple you can you just you can drag yourself for making such a small mistake and you, you can reach perfection of like a perfect dps mm -hmm. much easier maybe not if easier, your shadow crash hits you, you can <laughs> yeah but it just feels nice knowing you're doing it perfect mm. or you make a mistake yeah. and you're like, I just lost this much damage and I know I did, even though it's small. Instead of like, yeah. oh, hey, I void torrented right before thundering. I just lost 30% damage. Mm, sure. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, Sevash asked a question. Do you think as someone who is semi-new to Spreece, the rotation isn't as intimidating as it once was? Yeah, it's certainly not as much, right? It's, it's yeah. There's just there's just straight up less. It's probably the about. largest improvement across the board is someone that, you know, either is new yeah. to the spec or isn't trying to play it at the super highest level or isn't as familiar with it. Much, much, much improved, right? That's that yes, that we can say for the sure. Mental, the mental budget required to play Shadow is just so much smaller now. Um, Void Vo um, Torrent and Cities I are competitive choices to get Cthune for Mythic Plus. Um, I think like you'll uh, always take yes. Void Torrent, Malediction, Cthune. You're you, you lock those yes. suckers in. You're playing those all the time. Um, yeah. Taking Insidious Iron Keys that one is a little harder. Um, I don't think you can because you will want to get to Idol of the Soft. Yeah, the, yeah. You can't. You don't take. You Ire. take Iron. You can. It's it's. You effectively have a choice, right? You either take Idol of Nizoth and the extra point in Screams, or you take Insidious Ire. So like, yeah, and then you can, you, if you, and then once you take Ire, you can like argue that you drop the other point in Screams to that speaker. But that's like, a, yeah, yeah, that speaker sucks. Um, <laughs> <fair enough. laughs> it's it's I I actually thought the same thing too because if you guys have seen the talent tree, uh, next patch at least single target, you see that we dump one point into Screams of the Void as like the last thing that we we pick and people are like, well, why don't you just throw that into Mindbender or Deathspeaker if, you, if you're if path that way. Um, it's yeah. a 2% loss to do that. Screams, one point in Screams of the Void is 2% better than Deathspeaker 
on heavy movement. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's not, Death Speaker, uh, yeah. yeah, Shadow, and it's not necessarily Death Speaker's fault because they did buff it a lot, but the base screams Shadow Death Damage is OP. bad. Also, yeah, like yeah. you, it's the same screams from Mindseer, except now you have like twice as much uptime, or yes. even more, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it actually uh, works. Uh, let's not let's not discount yeah, the bug works. with screams that we've been having fun with. Yes. Right. We have, we have a lot of questions that have all come in all at once. Which one pops um, out? What do you got? We'll do a couple more. Uh, somebody wants to know about optimizing Cthune. So let's open that Pandora's box for a moment, shall we? Yeah, so the, the TLDR here is I think most people, once they figure out how to juggle the new spec, if you're talking about optimizing it, a lot of yeah. it will come naturally. There is... Is this, yes. uh, this mind spiking every certain amount yeah, of time? Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, basically it's, saturating yeah. the RPPM of Cthune to get more procs for like yeah. not like obviously if you just sit there and keep hitting mind spike like that that would be obviously the best way to get procs but we're obviously not doing that so it's a matter of how do you weave in a cast of yeah. mind spike specifically to get the most basically, bang for your buck basically it boils down to the most optimal way to generate uh Cthune tentacles is to mind spike once every three and a half seconds Ish. which is which is once every three globals with 30% haste, which is why having 30% haste feels so much better than having less than 30% yep. haste. Shadow uh, likes haste way more. Uh, not, I don't say way more, but more than we did in Tenno. Shadow, uh, you aggressively want 30% haste and still likes it more than it did Honestly, prior. 33 like, if you were, percent. Yeah, 33, well, 33 kind of covers your own like ability mm -hmm. to misplay things as well, but yes. Um, so, but it's going to be people got to learn how to do this. There's two big learning curves, I think, for people who've been playing Shadow, is not spamming yep. Devouring Plague as soon as you get enough insanity for it. You could kind of do that yep. on live and get away with it, but now more so, you do need to make sure you're not refreshing Devouring Plague until you need to. So that's part one, and it kind of plays into part two, which yep. is yes, Surge of Insanity procs can stack up to two, but a good Shadow Priest player will be able to weave those in enough to where you're not wasting uh stacks of that and you're kind of weaving those in without losing casts of void bolt and mind blast things like that yeah so um twix there's a question here about minesooth what do you think about minesooth's uh, strength in the next set of dungeons minesooth is so fucking good holy brackenhide is amazing yep. i mean you it's could, incredible in brackenhide yes if you have a disc priest no shadow priest can do this in brackenhide you gotta fucking do damage <laughs> But if you're like a disc yeah. priest, you could literally do the entire first section of Bracken. Oh, like the like a single mob. You could go straight the to the cage boss RP is what, what you're saying. Do the cages, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah, it's it's there's a um, one thing there's about, a lot there's a lot less uses though than there were in season yeah. one. That's important. Oh, I want to I want to talk about uh, Mind Soothe and my very recent and very big hatred for it in Halls of Valor. Well, it's Twix. amazing in Halls of Valor. Just knows at the end. Do you want to have a guess, Twix? How much time is it possible to lose in Halls of Valor purely to Sentinel RNG? Um, probably like a minute. The answer is two and a half because it happened. <laughs> Just run faster, forehead. It's Minesooth. No, we had we had we had Minesooth block our way into Herge's room. Minesooth block our way out of Herge's room. Minesooth block the ability to pull the third pack instantly. Minesooth block our ability to enter Fenrir's room. Minesooth block our ability to get out after Fenrir's room, Sentinel even. Nah. And then Sentinel block our ability to get to, Hodid, to um, Odin's room. It, 
it was in the worst position possible every single time, and we lost two and a half minutes to it and failed the key. Yeah. I think, but like, to that so, point though, I think Minesuit is great when you have pathing options, right? Um, like yes. Brackenhide, yeah. it's great, great example. But I think Season 2 Dungeons, just like looking at the list, like, Halls of Infusion, kind of straight. A... Oldemon, very straight. Uh, Neltharis, yeah. eh, you have some options? Neltharis, everything's a giant, so you can't really... Yeah, everything's still actually oh, right. suitable. Yeah. Freehold and Underwrite are good. Yep. Halls of Infusion is pretty good. Freehold was already kind of good for just naturally walking around stuff, though. Should save you some time, but yeah. It was still yeah. Vortex Pinnacle good. doesn't really but, have yeah. much and, or anything. Yeah, everything Vortex is an elemental. Underwrite, the aberrations are just humanoid, so. You just... Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't think I've run that one in season things. two yet. Yeah, there's a few things. You can do. Yeah, there's a lot of wrong mob types, like uh, the dragons and Halls of Valor are beasts right, right. Of dragons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. But yeah, it's like not much you can use it on that's going to give you like loads of value like there was this tier. There's just like one dungeon where it feels incredibly ridiculous. Yeah. All right, we'll do two more questions and then we'll call it. Um, let's see. Uh, a lot of people are asking about damage numbers. I think we'll just say right now, tuning is not final. I would still expect to see general class tuning um, over the next couple of weeks still. So hard to really comment too much on balance, so. Uh, it's good though. It's, yeah, I mean, as it stands right now, and it's I think right we'll now. be, I think we'll be in a great spot. So, yeah. Um, what else have we got? Uh, mental decay. Um, Yikes! There's a question about mental decay by extension. What do we think about that talent in general? Um, is it still performing the role it feels like it was designed to? Because my opinion on that is just a straight-up no. It doesn't do anything anymore, really. Yeah, it, so the talent on live makes it so if you play normally, you just have to put up your dots once, right? And then you're pretty much good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which on single target is still true for the most part. I think you, you cast yeah. like maybe two vampiric or three vampiric touches yeah, two or three. over the course of a single target fight. So feel like it's yeah. accomplishing its goal there. On AoE, we got that on live because Mental Decay worked with Mindseer. Um, yes. Obviously, we don't have Mindseer anymore, and they didn't give it anything. Like, it doesn't work in AoE, right? Um, yeah. Instead, they just made it increase the damage of Mind Flame and Mind Spike by 10%, just to kind of force us towards it. Yeah. I, th I think it's really hard because I think, like, you could just say, okay, just make Mental Decay work in AoE now. And it's like, okay, well, if you do that you are effectively pulling a use case out of Void Eruption, because it is one nice part of Void Eruption during cooldowns, is you get more of that, or you get that in AoE where you yeah, don't have it before. Um, but yeah. I do think we should have some options here, whether Mental Decay worked with Spirits, and when a Spirit hit a target, you got Dot Extension or something. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to see Mental Decay change in a way that... Um... Definitely does give us some dot extension in AoE. Obviously, maybe not 100% uptime, which is actually difficult because Shadow Crash is already basically 100% uptime already. But like, there's definitely some room for Mental Decay to feel better in AoE, and potentially a way to kind of supplement the spec's ability to do AoE beyond eight targets. Yeah, I think they have an opportunity in the future because I don't think they're going to do it now to make Shadow Crash, Unfurling Darkness, Mental Decay 
B nodes that lets you choose how you want to manage your dots. Right now, it's kind of in AOE. It's just shadow, like it's just shadow crash, right? But I do think there are tweaks they could make to both unfurling and mental decay to make those points feel like you could reasonably pick them if you wanted a different play style of of dot management, right? Yeah. Um, Huxley's asked if Yogg is good because of the tier set. No, Yogg is good just because Yogg is good because they made it scale with everything. It just hits like a freight train now. Yeah, uh, honestly, like, our tier set we didn't really talk about it much, but it it's kind of yeah. it's kind of no. bad. <laughs> Yog hits Yog hits like eighty percent harder than it does on live. Should we uh talk about a talent build for the new talents, but with old tier? Yeah, that's a good point. I think I I checked this briefly. I really didn't see a whole lot change. The one thing I did notice, Sword Reality wasn't doing as well. Um, I was just thinking you switch Phantasmal Pathogen for like. Dark advantageism or something. Yeah, I, I I could see that. That's that's fair. I think the the, yeah, I think the one thing you want to keep in mind, right? The tier set as far as like what it's optimizing, um, with 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 both plague and apparitions, like you're really not getting very much out of it. You know, seven eight percent max single target, and then yeah. you know, mythic plus if you average it out just with travel time of spirits, it's like four or five percent. It's pretty mid. Um, so because we don't have a super impactful tier set, that also means. You don't need to change your build a whole lot, uh, but yeah, I could definitely see the fan, phantasmal pathogen guy swapping that out here before you get 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 tier. Yeah. Um, Probably distorted reality gets a little worse in my opinion with with the current tier yeah. set, but uh, yeah. I have a question for you, Pop hit me, like, dude. Because I was looking, I was looking at Mythic Plus uh, loot tables for next Ooh, tier. Spicy. If you don't, if you don't raid. What's your second? Yeah, trinket? you're screwed, man. Um, <laughs> like there is. So a, we have a. There's like... effectively two problems. <laughs> the first problem is the raid trinkets are actually all pretty competitive, uh, except for the last boss. They're all. Um, yeah, and the one, and then all the Velnotharian trinket is just completely bonkers. Yeah, the class trinket is just is so good. Like you, you want that thing. You, you, everyone in this chat should try to get it. Run it on. LFR normal whatever you can until you get that sucker and then upgrade it. It's that good. Yes. Um but it, yeah, if you're only running Mythic Plus, you're kind of stuck. I mean like Spoils is the obvious one, Spoils of Naltharis cuz yeah, double on use spear fragment. Yeah. You could do double on use for Spoils free spear fragment. That that is an option. Yeah. Um the problem is they they only put one non on use trinket in the entirety of the Mythic Plus season. Yeah. And it's the idol from Brackenhide Hollow, which is terrible. Um, the funny part, though, uh, if and I'm not joking, I'm not making this up. Dungeon trinkets are so bad that, and include I checked double on use as well, even with Spear Fragment, kind of okay Mythic Plus, but yep. single target especially. Your best two trinkets from not raid at and and I'm discounting the vault, so we're I'm assuming the Great Vault, not those eye levels, right? So just what what is farmable. Yep. Your two best trinkets are spoils and whispers. Uh, whispers. Whispers. Yeah. What? Do I, what? Is it? Wait. Uh, man, I'm tired. What is whispers? The season whispers? one trinket. What is it called? Holy crap! Hello. Icon. Icon. I, whispering target. Yeah, that icon. one. Uh, icon. Oh, I. Well, I. Oh, because I. I still don't have yeah. that. So I've forgotten oh, yeah, it exists. Yeah. <laughs> Whispering Incarnate Icon with zero people having it, just you, and Spoils of Neltharis. That's your two best trinkets if you don't look at raids. 
That's insane. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Like Blizzard, the Blizzard was incapable of making a trinket that, with gaining twenty item level, wasn't better than five hundred crit. Let that sink in for mm -hmm. a moment. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. So yeah, not great. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe they buff. I know they buffed Idol of Decay a few times. Um, Idol of whatever that. I, I mean, they need they need to put another zero on the end of that. Yeah. Thing, I so think. yeah, raid trinkets are honestly really good. I mean. Any raid trinket you get should be pretty competitive. Um, they they kind of did a good job, at least with balancing of those guys. Um, there's just like the class trinkets. Uh, really it's it's not that icon is good. It's that the raid. It's that all the mythic plus trinkets except spoils are completely unusably terrible. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, Taylor made a good point. If you have full sockets, the jewel crafting guy should be okay as well in single target. Um, Maybe, yeah. But, but again, you, you need full sockets or that thing is way, 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 way not as good. Um, I think even like a Dark Moon deck, honestly, like is better than a lot of these. <laughs> no, yeah, man. it's rough. It's rough. I think there's, there's there's definitely just a history now at this point of Blizzard and making real and not being able to make good caster trinkets consistently. Yeah, and and it kind of shows that like all the trinkets, all the good trinkets in the raid are good because they give us stats. The one that does damage, which is the one from the last boss, is just bad. Well, I think the, the way I would look at it, honestly, <laughs> is these dungeons were designed... Like, when they built these dungeons, at least in the past, I don't know about Dragonflight dungeons as much, they built them, like, kind of as a package. So they're like, here are all the dungeon trinkets for BFA. Or here are all the dungeon trinkets for Legion. And they kind of have a, a good healthy mix of passive, on-use, stat trinkets, damage trinkets, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But now when we're doing these like Mythic Plus seasons where you're mixing all those things together, that planning goes out the, the window, you know? Yeah, there's just big gaps where things just aren't accounted for. Like yeah. the fact that being zero hate mastery rings in the entirety of Mythic Plus season one. Like, yeah, or... Oh, yeah. That's yeah, good. now we have two. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> uh, or, yeah. you know, like Vortex Pinnacle like items are really old. Like the, you know, Legion items. Yeah, so it's like you definitely see some of that. And, you know, I... I know they have done some things to tweak. Like I think they gave the um uh like freehold and underrot uh Azerite pieces are like they added them back as regular yep. pieces, right? So there's, there's a new wand from um Notharian's lair yeah, because that didn't have weapons. Uh, because nothing nothing in Legion dropped weapons, so they've added so Yeah, they in. added some stuff, but like there's still the problem of like the loot tables can be kind of weird. Like if anyone was trying to target loot from Halls of Valor, you know that the loot table is so that's massive that like yeah so i think yeah. loot and mythic plus and kind of the distribution of types of loot is still going to be a problem that we're going to see so like unfortunately season yeah. two you definitely see that as a big problem with um trinkets like raid has all the good uh, ones yeah. but conversely dungeons yeah. have all of the good gear <laughs> like the the well at least for now yeah there's no good there's very few good items in the raid that are well itemized it, all the haste mastery is just in dungeons there's like almost nothing yeah. in the raid we have been told that a lot of the raid items are still placeholder so we'll see if things get updated but uh oh wonderful. it's not fixed yet so who knows when we'll see that so yeah but yeah yeah all right nine days by the way what nine, nine days. days yep yeah, I know. Is time reaching Talon not good for season two? No, it's terrible. What it's 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 a two minute thirty on use trinket. A two minute thirty. It also it's lasts awful. a really weird duration, right? Yeah, it's terrible. It's like fifteen sec. No, uh, twenty seconds. 
Yeah, you're gonna spend a, what you're gonna spend a very very long time spamming keys for everything except trinkets. So it's the complete opposite of what you did yeah. in season. So one. we're not a three minute spec, so it's it's already worse. And then, like, yep. would you hold void eruption thirty seconds and hold void eruption pi for thirty? No, you wouldn't do that. Um, so it really sucks there. Yeah. And then dark ascension can't yeah, really can. play it either, because it's it's a yep. two minute thirty second. Yeah, I don't know. It, and also, um, it it like it doesn't even last twenty seconds. So what it actually ends up doing is like nuking last five seconds of your PI. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's uh, it gives it's got base haste on it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. base haste, not base intellect. So it scales slower and it than gets everything DR'd. else. And so if you, <laughs> yeah, if you and if you wanted a good um, if you wanted a good long cooldown on your string kit, you just use a radius fragment. Three minutes, I think. But you also don't want, you don't that, want that either. That. So yeah, don't. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No. Nope. You uh, genuinely don't go into Mythic Plus for trinkets. They're all terrible. Yeah, except for Neltharis. Except spoils. Yeah. Uh, well. Are there any two minute 30 specs? Um, Fire and Arcane Mage can be. Um, DK sometimes. Intervals that line up well with 230 because their cooldowns are based on how much they're casting. Yeah. But they don't really line up well naturally with any specs' actual cooldowns. They make no sense. Now, when your wave leader makes you PI the DK every three minutes, you just uh, you run every DS fragment. Yeah, then you yeah then you're very sad. But like, actually, hang on, question. When when we get to the point where we're doing fights where we can actually just delay PI because and delay our cooldowns because we're not getting an extra use, does a reduced fragment end up being good then? Because you can use it on th one and three, on zero and three. It's possible. It's pretty far behind right now, so it has like to make fight, up quite if a, a fight's lot. Like three, if a fight's like three forty, do we use it then? I yeah I don't know off the top of my head. I'm I'm looking at it right now, and a 447 fragment is uh, 5,000 DPS behind the next highest trinket. So yeah, but it's also it, being used outside of cooldowns. Uh, no, we just hold it. I think, but yeah, it's it's got a bit to make up. It's possible. I don't think it'd be that significant though. Yeah, it's just it's just very niche. But like, I wondered if it was potential. Like, maybe that maybe there's a re maybe if you get that in your vault, you're not actually completely sad about maybe. it. Maybe you just wait till farm and it's actually okay. But it's probably not still good yeah, anyway. Maybe I'll pick it on week there twenty. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, just exactly. uh, honestly, just pick Neltharian's Call of Suffering and pick any other raid trinket, and you'll be in good shape. Or spoils. I mean, Neltharian's Call of Suffering is about as good as two trinkets put together. Is about as good as two dungeon trinkets put yep. together. Genuinely, yep. sure is, bud. <laughs> All right, we will wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Uh, it was lovely having you guys on. Um, I'll kind of go around. Ellipsis, anything yeah. to, if you, any last minute stuff you want to say or shout out before we close out? Uh, not really, no. Sweet. Check out your Wowhead guide soon, TM. I mean, I'm, I'm currently still working on like Wowhead stuff at the moment. There you so. go. Um, all right, Twix, where, where can people find you? Anything to shout out or any last minute stuff? Yeah, yeah, twitch.tv slash twixtv. Awesome. I'll be uh, streaming every day after 10.1 comes out. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining, everybody. Um, if you guys didn't, I should have said this at the top. Dang it, I forgot. I was too sleepy. Um, I have started uploading these podcasts to Spotify as well. So if you prefer listening to them on not YouTube or not Twitch, um, they are on Spotify. Just search Shadowward Podcast there. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify, thanks. Um, 
And yeah, again, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you next time on the other side of 10.1. Peace. Yep. Yep. See, See you. Bye.